0: Hello, this is Roger Shouse, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our heaven-bound podcast family. Jumpstart number 2694, first written October 12th, the year 2020. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 and verse 26. And a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. Our verse today describes a woman with the issue of blood. She caught up with Jesus in a crowd. The Lord was being hurried onto Jairus' house. There was an urgent emergency. It was a 911 moment. The little 12-year-old daughter of the synagogue official was dying. Time was of the essence. On the way there, in the midst of a massive throng of people, this woman with an issue of blood finds her way to Jesus. She doesn't bow. She doesn't ask. She reaches out. She touches Jesus' garment from his backside. Maybe she thought she could get healed without anyone knowing. Maybe even Jesus wouldn't know. Silent, quiet, she touches. She believes she can be healed. She must have heard others talk about the miraculous healings. Just a touch. She did, and immediately she was healed. Immediately, the text tells us that Jesus knew. He turned. She's discovered. She falls to her knees, scared, embarrassed, and afraid. The Lord doesn't scold her. He doesn't even rebuke her. The Lord doesn't shame her. He talks. A conversation takes place. He calls her daughter, one of the very few times Jesus ever used that word. As Jairus' daughter slips into eternity, Jesus is having a conversation with another daughter. Both are important and both need him. In our verse today, Mark gives us the backstory to this woman. He tells us how long she had been ill. He tells us that she had tried to get well, but she has only gotten worse. She was now broke and worse, helpless and hopeless. Only the Lord can help her. I want to look at the expression within our verse, was not helped at all. I don't think that the doctors back then were quacks. By our standard today, we may think that way, but with what knowledge they had, they did the best they could. I don't see that they purposely drained her of her money with evil intentions of not helping her. The text doesn't support that suspicion. I believe the the physicians tried, but they couldn't help her. Sometimes our modern doctors face the same things today. They see the problem, but they cannot fix it. But there are some great spiritual lessons for us as well. First, there are some problems that we simply cannot fix. We hate to admit that, and we want to live with the idea that we can solve any problem and all problems, but there are times that we can't. I met a person the other day who's in poor health and is in great depression. Every suggestion I made was countered with a reason why that wouldn't work. I ran out of ideas. I felt sorry for him. I wanted to fix him. I want him to soar through the day rejoicing, but that's not the case, I couldn't fix them. And what we learn is that that's really the case with so many of people. We can't fix others. We can only fix ourselves. We can encourage, advise, teach, and influence, but we can't change others. That's up to the individual. I've seen people destroying everything precious to them because of alcohol or drugs. I've seen someone spent a night in his car in a parking lot because he's evicted and had no money and no options. These kind of stories breaks our hearts. We want people to do better, but until they want to do better, there isn't much that we can do. Secondly, there are some problems that last decades and decades. The years involved drains the lifeblood of a family. It ruins some financially, going from clinic to therapy to rehabs only to see the problems continually. We'd like problems to go away quickly, but oftentimes they don't. In our passage, the woman had the issue of blood for a dozen years, weak, anemic, unclean, socially, and now broke. Her problem remained. Don't you think she prayed daily, if not hourly, for her health to return? Those prayers were not answered favorably. There are things that we do not understand. Why did the Lord allow her to suffer for so long? Why have others suffered for a lifetime with a disease? Thirdly, coming to Jesus is always the best thing to do. Sometimes we try to fix things on our own, and only after there are no other options do we turn to the Lord. We wonder why this woman didn't seek Jesus out earlier. Could it be that he wasn't in the area? Could it be that she hadn't heard about him up to that point? Could it be that she thought the next doctor would be the one to heal her? The song, Does Jesus Care, ought to remind us of how important it is to seek the Lord. Even in suffering, the Lord is there. Even through those dark, long valleys of death, the Lord is there. There is comfort in his word. There is encouragement in his people. There is hope in his promises. Someday we will leave this world and all of the problems behind us. Someday we will be with the Lord forever. And finally, it's hard for us to understand what others are going through. I can read this passage and pull some great lessons from this, but to know what's like to stand in her shoes, I don't. To know what's like to bury a child, I don't. To know what's like to have a prodigal who refuses to come home, I don't. To know what's like to be broke, I don't. I know those pains, but I do not understand those it's those specific pains. My pain may not be your pain, but we both can understand pain. I don't have to walk in your shoes in order to understand that I need compassion and prayers and love for you and you for me. My heart can be touched and even bleed for you, even enough that we understand each other. Our fellowship is made up of hurting people. On a Sunday, we gather together and we see the smiles and we see everyone dressed nice, but so many of us are hurting. We see them by their walkers, their canes, and their slowness. "'Some, you never recognize the pain. "'Some, like the woman in our passage, "'try to keep things secret, "'but a hurting people find comfort in the great physician. "'The Lord knows, the Lord cares, "'and the Lord can comfort. "'Jairus needed Jesus to come quickly to his house. "'His little daughter was dying. "'The woman with issue of blood also needed Jesus.' I may think that I need Jesus more than you do. My needs are more important than your needs. I ought to come first before you. How easily the Lord could have told this woman to wait here, go heal the little girl, and then come back. If this woman had been ill for 12 years, another hour wouldn't make much difference. But Jesus didn't do that. She was as important to the Lord as was the synagogue official. The woman had nothing to give the Lord except her heart. It's easy for us to get things backwards and to think that your problem is really no problem at all. Had this woman and Jairus' daughter arrived at the hospital at the same time, the woman who had been waiting would have been sitting there waiting even longer. The little girl would have been looked at because she was dying. That's how we do things. Most important problems come first. That's not how the Lord works. And what a powerful, powerful reminder to all of us that we need to be there to help one another. We need to do what the Lord wants us to do, to be compassionate, to be encouraging, and to have a fellowship that helps one another. Thank you so much for listening.